Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Love Potion Radio, the neuroscience of why and who we love, where we discuss the chemical effects of love and relationships on the human brain. Join the NeuronNetwork.com for a monthly subscription designed by neurodoctors to enhance your brain. We are now live with our host, Noble Anpu. Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Love Potion Radio, episode number two which is an extension of our new website, theneuronnetwork.com, where our goal is simply to help you enhance that supercomputer of yours called the human brain. So I want you all to visit www.theneuronnetwork.com and see what we have to offer. We have a monthly subscription over there where you can interface with our live interactive technology designed by brain doctors to help you improve every single inch of your brain's function. Remember... Popular science um, tells us today that we are only using 5% of our brain capacity, so why not embark on a journey to increase all of your cognitive abilities? Also, the Mystic Brain course will be available next month, if not sooner, because it's pretty much about done. This is a practical workbook that you will be able to utilize to activate the basic functions of your brain And when that course material is complete, you will move on to three free online sessions with our interactive technology. So make sure you join the mailing list and just make sure you stay up to date for the Mystic Brains course. All right, it's just a basic anatomy course, which we absolutely have to have. Again, I like to give reference to popular movies that come out today because these movies are reminders from the spirit world to show us um, how to tap into uh, our super, um, our superhuman powers in a sense, from Lucy to Transformers to you name it, it's all about you. You are the Avatar. You are the Great Transformer. You are the Optimus Prime, and everything. It's all about you. Okay, this show um, is to prep us to get ready for an abundance in all areas of life. All right. It's not about being spiritual, but you broke. It don't make no sense. It's not. Being, it's not about being financially good in life, but you're unhappy in life. It's about abundance in all areas in life, all right? So on October the 16th through 18th, we have the Bullion Dollar Manifestation Tour in Atlanta, Georgia, where we have visited the Federal Reserve Bank, we have visited a mansion, and then visit a sacred Native American pyramid mound for meditation to help assist you with your every um, desire. So those of you in Atlanta, you in that area, uh, if you can get there, get there, visit myastrologycoach.com. Just go to the events tab, select the Bullion Dollar um, Manifestation Tour, and select the Meet Us There option. And this is very important because this is the first time that we actually embark on this level of manifesting things. And I can't wait. I, I, my people's busy, but I'm going to have some excellent, excellent, powerful news for y'all next week. I promise you. It's going to be something that's going to unfold this week, and it's going to be phenomenal. And and, and I'm going to save it, but I can't wait. So definitely stay tuned with us because I'm going to show y'all something. And I'll give y'all a sneak peek. Y'all's known us to have uh, put together a um, book club for 28 days where we practice gratitude by studying the book The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, and we did some other things. And that book club in 28 days had manifested over $13,000 in unexpected funds. There's, um, I get the many testimonials. It's on the website over at myastrologycoach.com under free downloads, and it's the power of timing and positive emotions. So 
something along that lines. It's a free MP3 that outlines that, um, that whole experience, all right? Um, we've also done things and put together Fire Puja, which is pretty much just more of a collective ceremony where we all collectively use the power of consciousness, use the power of your conscious thought at the exact same time to manifest our, uh, manifest your goals. We had a person who um, had property over in North Africa, and it was on the market for five years, and one month after participating, exactly a month later, the property finally sold. It's not a coincidence. We can go on and on and on. The Bullion Dollar Manifestation Tour is different because at this time, you get to actually physically walk into the Federal Reserve Bank where they print money. So you get to see billions, if not trillions of dollars being pressed up. You're going to see it. You may even get to touch it. You may even get to smell it. All right? You get to taste it. You may have a problem. But your senses are going to be fully doused, fully acclimated with finances. And then you're going to leave that setting and you're going to travel over into a mansion. You're going to live bigger in life. You want all your dreams to come true. All right? So you're going to go into a mansion so you can see what that's like, so you can see, touch, smell, defense, wealth. Okay? And then from that point, we travel over to a Native American mound that's shaped like a pyramid. Now, these mounds are multidimensional because they have different functions, all right? Um, one of them is to stabilize the tectonic plates on the Earth. Another one is they're part of a pyramid global matrix. Let's start, let's start learning something. Let's, let's, let's look up Carl Monk. M-U-N-C-K on YouTube and, and, and see the mathematics about Native American mounds, pyramids, the face on Mars, and the, and the intelligence of beings who were just so clever that they, that they decided to build a certain matrix, okay, of energy. So these are grid points, and this particular place has a positive energy. It's a vortex. And it's just like when you go to Serpent Mound, I've been there. I even got it on YouTube where I had a compass, and the compass won't even give me a magnetic reading because it's a magnetic, it's a magnetic influx. The correct term in science, they call it a magnetic anomaly, meaning there's an influx of energy here and the compass can't stay straight. So what do you want to do? Let's call it a vortex because it's a vortex of energy. But what do you want to do on a vortex? You want to put your thoughts inside of a vortex, specifically when certain things in the sky are lining up to other energies that suggest uh, financial prosperity and gaining things in life. There's, there's, everything has a season. So every time we do things, it's in the right season, okay? So saying that to say this is just a First of its kind, when you walk into a bank and see the actual money, and what better way to improve your finances when after you actually see and can touch and can smell trillions of dollars actually being printed up in front of you, all right? This is how you're going to collapse the wave, and the wave is your dreams, whatever your goal is. So visit the website, monstrologycoach.com. Go to the events tab, and again, if you need to meet us there because you're in the area, you can get there, meet us there, and let's make it happen. All right? Now, last week we had an excellent discussion on stress, and thank you for all the positive feedback. Uh, and like I said, with this show, share it. Share it because we are going to go somewhere with this one. All right? So share it with your friends. 
So we had an excellent discussion on stress and happiness, and the overall, it was just an overall introduction to the show. We covered some things like spiritual pregnancy. We covered something dealing with the cell receptors, these little antenna-like things that are on the cells that receive um, the stress, the chemicals from your uh, from your brain, basically. And two cell processes, one is called upregulation and the other is called downregulation, all right? And both of these are pretty much um, the only two modes in which a cell will react to stress, okay? So check the archives if you missed it. That's Love Potion, uh, Episode 1, all right? This week, we will introduce the three human brains. Um, we only got one brain, but there are three brains in one. Um, and we will revisit the old you, which is the old stressed-out chemical douse you, the you that has been experiencing the stress, and most importantly, a technique on how to rid it. Now, it is very important that we discuss the reality of the issues because you cannot move forward until you fully understand the nature of your psychology. In other words, you must thoroughly understand your mental processes in which, all right, in which in return is really creating a scattered signal, all right? This signal is called interference. You're sending a scattered signal, and that signal is coming from your heart, from your, from what you're thinking, down to your heart and vice versa, the pulse from your heart going back into the brain is scattered. And when that is scattered, it's this, this pattern of interference, it is going to be next to impossible for you to manifest happiness. Uh, and that's my main concern is happiness. Bump the wealth and everything goes because wealth doesn't necessarily mean ha happiness if you're looking at it straight for the money. You can have money, but you can be very unhappy. Some people say more money, more problems. All right? I am talking about, in this case, happiness. All right? When you have that scattered signal, uh, it is very hard to produce. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Now, I'm going to share a real fact with you, and I shared it on Facebook. If you're not familiar with me on Facebook, I am Noble Ampu, A-M-P-U, Galileo on Facebook. So if you wish to uh, follow and support me, that's why I'm on Facebook. Um, also, under My Astrology Coach on Facebook as a group and also as the Neuron Network as well. So we were in Sedona this last trip um, that we had on the fall equinox, and um, clients would come to the room where we were conducting um, heart analysis, aura chakra readings, um, a consultation from Keisha, and a crystal chakra therapy session with Cassandra. So this is how the flow would be, right? You would come into the room, you would sit in the chair, I will hook you up to the heart machine and won't explain anything to you while Keisha is giving you a consultation. And the reason why I did that is because I absolutely needed to monitor the heart in real time. I need you to be, you know, just in regular conversation so I can just monitor it in real time. So after the reading with Keisha uh, and I get the heart data, I hook them from that, and they move over to the aura machine, and then they get their aura read, see what color their aura is, see if the seven chakras are vibrating from anywhere from zero to 100%, see what that's like, see what the stress relaxation level is like. And um, then from there, they will actually move over to the bed, they'll lay down, 
and they get crystals put on their chakras. Now, at this point, I hook them back up to the heart machine while they're getting crystals on their chakras, and a pendulum is moving over to see which chakras are blocked. And at this time, I give them um, a guided meditation in a sense, and I'm telling them to relax and, and to do certain things. And instantly, I mean instantly, the heart started to send what we would call a coherent signal. Coherence means good, incoherence means not good. So it was the heart would immediately start to send a coherent signal. Now, those of you that are in the network with us at MyAstrologyCoach.com, I emailed you a picture of the incoherence. Those of you on Facebook, you've seen it, and you also seen the aftermath. All right, now, the reason why I emailed you the network, um, um, the, the picture, because I wanted you to understand the rhythm. All right, and I took a picture uh, of the rhythm, and one person in particular stood out to me. And the heartbeat will do this. It will it will do one large heartbeat, and we're gonna call that boom, followed by two small beeps like beep beep, and then immediately after that it'd be another large one, boom. So the rhythm was like boom, beep beep, boom, beep beep, boom, and it wasn't just boom. Boom, boom, boom. It was boom, beep, beep, boom, beep, beep, boom. As if the heart had to take two minor stutter steps in order to produce a larger wave of coherence. Okay? And I said, wow, this is very interesting. Now, um, the remedy to the whole situation was simple. When it's um, laid on the bed, I talked to just relax, just relax, and I want you to do X, Y, Z. And I'm not going to say X, Y, Z right now because we got to get up to a certain point first before we get there. And this got everything to do with a workshop that we do called the Intelligent Emotions Workshop. This is vitally, vitally important. We have to first build intelligence first, okay? Now, instantly, I mean instantly, I'm not talking about it took a minute. I got the graph and I can show you instantly. You can tell when she started to follow um, the directions that I gave her, and instantly we, the heart started sending the correct signal back into the brain. Now, what's happening is, this is vitally important, when any time that you go into the hospital and there's an there's issue, the first thing they're checking is your vitals. They're checking your heartbeat per minute. It's vitally important. Don't look at that heartbeat like it's just a heartbeat. Please understand that heartbeat is a wave of information just like um, a cell phone tower sends a radio wave to another tower, and you can hear me right now in real time. It's invisible, but it exists like a TV wave. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wave of energy that exists. The wave of energy that exists inside of you called the pulse encodes if you're going to live or if you're going to die. Living meaning I need the body temperature right now to be approximately 95 degrees. I need saliva to start being submitted. I need you to start sweating. I need you to have water in your eyes. I need you, you know what I mean? All of your automatic functions are controlled by the heartbeat. The heartbeat sends, or the heart sends this vibration this electrical current, because it's electricity, this electrical current up into to the brain, okay? 
the cerebellum in particular, what we would call the reptilian brain, which we're going to talk to, where all the automatic functions are stored as well. And it starts to send the signal to the 76 trillion cells in your body. Okay? Now, this is a fact. Now, today I talked to one of my favorite network members, man, um, this beautiful energy. Um, and she had an awesome past week and new opportunities. I like talking about real life. I'm not saying no names. I ain't, I ain't saying anything to put your business out there. I want to give you real life experiences um, because that's real, okay? And um, you, you can go from having an awesome week, new business opportunities, attended new business ventures and things, and everything is really, 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 really popping. Everything is good. And one day after the good days, she wakes up feeling a little down for no reason. And I told her, I said, no, there is a reason because the old you, the you that has to pay bills, the you that worries about if this person is going to keep their word, the you um, that stumbled upon somebody gossiping about you, you understand? The old you lives in the mode of survival or die. It has to compete. It has to. It has to. It has to survive. And this old you has to have this chemical fix. In other words, you had too much fun and happiness in your life, and the old you called your body the cells. They said you had too much relaxation in Sedona, or you was on vacation, and now your body seeks to have stress. It has to have this hit. So just like in week one where I explain we are responsible for the dramatic interactions that we have because it is our law of attraction that is calling for the event or the experience to take place, right? These 76 trillion cells in your body are broadcasting a static electrical signal attracting disgruntled people into our lives. So in a sense, our brain can produce a chemical to feed those cells. All right. If and we're gonna talk about this timeline a little later, but if you're in a nasty, uh, it's it's you gotta understand something. Um, to be in a funk for a certain period of time, um, let's say in this case a long period of time, and try to get out that funk, there's going to be days where the body goes through withdrawal. The withdrawal is you just woke up. That famous saying, "I woke up on the wrong side of the bed." Um, that is the body it needs is hit. The cells uh, are peed off with you at the moment because there's literally been too much happiness in your life. And if you wonder why you go through these rhythms, especially in relationships, they, they seem to test us the most. Um, you can go through these rhythms of goodness, but then it always has to be followed by some type of curve as some type of negative experience. That is the cells in your body that is sending uh, an electrical signal out in the field that we discussed last week for an event to take place, okay? Now, I'm going to give you another real-life situation. Um, my father was and is devastated behind a failed marriage that ended in the early 80s. To this day, if me and him talk long enough, he would talk about the situation angrily, 
and I promise you, he still knows the make, the model, the year, and the license plate's number of the man that his ex-wife cheated on him with. He will run that license plate, A as in Alpha, X as in X-ray, C as in Charlie, 725. He'll run it down exactly just like that. Now, this was in the early 80s. Today, he will say, well, my kidneys ain't doing too good and they're under stress. Well, what a coincidence that the ancients recorded Libra, the constellation, rules relationships and marriages, and it also governs the kidneys inside of the human body. So what happened? Over the years, as he accumulated the stress and he kept it, his cells developed receptors around his kidneys, and his kidneys started to receive the stress chemicals from his brain every time he thought about the experience. Okay, and they, the chemical was secreted in the body. Those cells around the kidneys took that chemical in, tried to balance it out. But if you live in a constant state of stress, the body is in a state of fighting. It cannot stay in that mode 24-7, and eventually decay will start to come in. Because last week, what did we say? We said the body only knows two things. It's in either A, it's going to be in a mode of love where it's going to deal with growth and helping you grow and muscles become big. And if anything needs to be repaired, things be repaired. And when everything or when the body is in homostasis, when you're in this equilibrium, the body is just flowing, right? That's how much this divine intelligence loves you. It wants to repair things automatically for you when you hurt yourself, Right? Or if you're in a state of fear or stress, then the body says, okay, I can't love you and promote growth right now because I have to go fight somebody. Whoever my owner, whoever the person is in charge, they're fighting and arguing with somebody, so I have to go fight over here. Okay? So the body only knows, cells only know two modes. Either they're going to build or either they're going to decay. All right? So this energy became stored in his kidneys. This is true. This is a true story. All right. <clears throat> now, sometimes some people you just too close to, and they never take advice from you. They never hear you because they just, you know, they know you in the sense that they 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 know the old you. They don't know the you who has developed. They don't know the you to a degree in truth uh, in certain areas that's smarter than them. Um, um, sometimes you too, you, when you're too close to your loved ones, you can't help your loved ones. And that's why sometimes the, the people that's closest to you give you the biggest issues in life because it's, you're just too close. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and there, there's a reason behind that. There's a reason behind that. All right. And a lot of people, um, even, I'm going to talk about him in a little bit, Dr. Brian Weiss, um, who is pretty much, in, in, in the orthodox arena, uh, one of the lead in past life progressions used to be a psychiatrist. Um, he can't hypnotize his wife and do past life regressions on her because the bond is too close. She probably won't take the commands that he's given. The bond is just too close. All right. Here's a term that I want you to write down, 
And, again, I want everybody to bring a notebook to this. This is love potion number two because we're going to get into some terms. I want you to go back, and I want you to do the research yourself, and I want you to compare notes, and let's get the ball rolling. There's something called metacognition. Metacognition is uh, simply defined as being able to observe yourself. You being conscious of your consciousness, okay? You being aware of your thoughts, you being aware of your actions, you being aware of your feelings. This is very important. This is metacognition. The ability for you to observe your own self vitally important in the process of where we're going because the moment that you observe yourself, you're no longer unconscious. So let's put some terms together. Consciousness will be your ability to think, know, feel, make judgment, make decisions. You are aware. That's consciousness. Your subconscious, what we're going to talk about is the automatic programs that are running in the background on a Windows computer, you know how if you press Alt-Control-Delete, it didn't say processes, and you click on it, and you see all these things that's running in the background that's actually making the computer run, and you got to shut these things down. That is your subconscious mind, the automatic processes, the heartbeat, the body temperature, the sweat, those type of things, okay? Hunger, you're not hungry, now you're hungry, those kind of things. Those are automatic processes. You don't have to think about these things. These are things that automatically happen. So this is the subconscious. Unconscious is simply defined here as not being aware of any type of process. So when you step in the realm of metacognition, you are being aware of your awareness. You understand? So at this point, you are no longer unconscious because you're watching yourself. Okay? You're watching yourself. And when that happens, when that happens, the negative imprints that we have cannot operate because you're watching yourself. At least if it do watch, operate and you make a decision to do something, at least you now know you're going to come back with self-judgment and say, I know I should have did better right there because you're watching yourself. Let's get in the habit of watching ourselves. okay? Now, remember, research shows, and this is the research I did on our other website called Global heartrhythm.org. Research shows that a five-minute negative emotion, just by thought alone, just by thinking about something negative that already passed, is done, but you dwelling on the past. If you think about it for five minutes, it will affect something called your S-I-G-A, which is a certain uh, hemoglobin that deals with immunity for you not to get sick, it will affect a negative 
thought will affect your SIGA levels for up to six hours, which is a quarter of a day. So that means a 20-minute negative emotion or experience or a fight, just 20 minutes, it will take your body 24 hours to come back to its baseline standard to be ready to um, fight off any infection if you were to be infected by anything, okay? A 20-minute, once you write this down, 20 minutes of a negative emotion or a negative experience equals 24 hours my body, uh, that it takes my body to adjust, all right, to be able to fight off any disease, viruses, sickness, or anything. And this is why immediately after a fight and it's done and it's over with, nine times out of ten, it's not a conscious effort that says, I'm so sorry, babe. Man, this is the stuff that I dislike. I know, too, babe, I don't like when we do this. You're right. Let's not do that again. And we instantly can go back to this joyous experience. It typically goes, I ain't talking to you today. Don't you talk to me in a conversation. It's short, it's stiff, it's dry, it's very, very fiery or funky, right? It's because the human body has to, your own human body has to adjust. So what happens if you fight for a day? Well, if you fight for a day, then it takes three days. Then what happens when you compile a day on top of another day? You understand what I'm saying? And then when you, just when you thought, and see, this is the science, just when you thought, let's just keep it basic on a day. We fight for 20 minutes, and then uh, we our SIGA levels is down for a whole day, right? But somewhere with before that 24-hour mark, we think that, you know, everything is cool, right? So we say, okay, yeah, everything is cool, you know what I mean? And then next week comes along, and you get into a fight again, right? Or you get into a fight before your 24-hour period is up or whatever, how long you've been in it. My point is sometimes these time cycles can lap on top of each other and they compile on top of each other and you never had a chance to totally readjust yourself, all right? But this is why, you know, uh, I think it's important for especially the, the, the intimate relationships I think that all relationships need to have a place where they discuss issues, um, period. And the way I see it is you set up two chairs like they're thrones, right? And then you have something in the middle. And in the middle is just, say, a table, and there is pictures of God or whatever it is that y'all do for spiritual um uh, spiritual, you know, spiritual purposes. And um, you approach the kind, you know, when you come in this area that you on holy land, your shoes is off, you got to make prayer before you sit down. And you may have the old Native American, uh, forget the term for it, but it's like a talking stick where whoever has the stick in their hand, they're the only one that gets to communicate and then they pass that stick over and vice versa. And if you open up in prayer before you deal with the conflict, you understand what I'm saying? And nobody cutting each other off and butting each other off because the person who has whatever in their hand 
is the person that needs to be communicating. Um, there's a respect that's there, but most importantly, you invoke protection and you already invoke divinity and you approach it from a divine angle. Therefore, our emotions never get a chance. In truth, in truth, and we're going to talk about this in a second, a portion, a certain part of our brain never gets the chance to produce a chemical called stress that puts the body in this awful state. All right. So the timeline, another timeline um, that I want you to think about is um, an hour, hours and days of a bad of a bad energy turns into a bad mood. You're just in a bad mood because you had a bad experience. Often that'll happen because something recently just happened. Tomorrow you'll be all right. Three days you'll be all right. All right. So that hours and days can be a bad mood. But what happens when the energy persists for weeks and months? But that can turn into a temperament. And then when you want to take it longer, when it goes half a year, it turns into years even, then that, my friends, becomes a personality trait. That becomes ingrained in the person. And we all know people are just like, oh, that person, I've just got negative energy. Their personality trait is like that because all they become accustomed to um, it's kind of like that auntie that lives in the hood who um, has the most nastiest mouth and she drinks 40-ounce beer still. You know what I'm saying? Just ratchet. You know what I'm saying? Super, super-duper stressed out. Um, children in prison. You understand what I'm saying? This is real-life scenario, you know. And um, um, that becomes a personality trait because... They live this reality of stress day in and day out. All right? So let's get into the three human brains here. All right? They're divided into uh, three um, functions in a sense. Brain number one, which is said to be first in human evolution, is called the reptilian brain. Is one name for it. Um, this sits at the top of the spine at the bottom of your head, cerebellum, which is a name that means little brain. Uh, and again, like I said earlier, we're all of our automatic, they call it autonomic, but autonomic is the same as automatic, all right, functions such as, again, body temperature, heart rate, saliva production, et cetera, is produced. Now, this is the seat of your subconscious mind. Me personally, I call this the immortal brain. It is here that bad experiences, memories are operating from, not necessarily stored here, yeah, but they're operating from here because some of these experiences, when they're here, they're on autopilot. You understand me? There are only two ways to access this part of the brain, ladies and gentlemen. One is this part of the brain only knows repetition, like mantra. Um, when you do these 22 days to, you know, these, these Oprah and Deepak type of uh, meditation type of thing, is because if you do it over and over and over again for 21, 22 days, you can break the habit, which means you broke the habit in the subconscious mind where things was on autopilot, and then you can start to form a new habit as well. So one way to access the subconscious mind is through repetition, okay? Another one is relaxation, such as hypnosis, where in the case, you have to be guided into your subconscious mind 
so that the conscious mind can see for itself what the issues are. This takes us into past lives, and like I said, now I mentioned Brian Weiss, um, who had stopped doing professional psychiatry because he realized that his client, and check this out, he realized that his client, while in hypnosis, knew intimate details about his personal life that was impossible for the client to know. For example, he lost his son, and the client told him about the son that he lost. This was not personal information that he had in the office and pictures. He didn't have no family stuff in there. Somehow the client was able to extract perfect details about his life while in a regression. At that time, he knew that it was definitely real. He later discovers, all right, that his clients will have uh, physical illnesses, and immediately, and when I say immediately, I mean immediately, after coming out of regression, the remedy to their physical illness were gone, okay, totally gone. And this is due to the conscious mind, which we're going to talk about in a second, which is brain number three, being able to see for itself or correctly yourself the true nature of the problem. Basically, the nature of the problem is stored in the subconscious mind, either from this lifetime or from a past lifetime. All right? I had the wonderful experience of one time of um, 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 doing this technique. I offered on my astrology coach called Soul Retrieval Therapy, uh, which is an interview process that you just can't get it because you want to, you think it's cool, um, really got to figure you out and know what the goal is. I had a client, and um, we was going for something else, but we the goal was something else, and what she experienced was being um, an Army um, person in the military, a German man, a matter of fact, to be exact, and she watched, um, she watched something happen. She watched her superior officer force himself on a, on a civilian, and she was smoking a cigarette profusely. That's all she was doing was smoking a cigarette. So we advance, and we go to the death scene, and she sees herself in the hospital um, dying of lung cancer, racked, this body racked with lung cancer from smoking. Well, in this lifetime, she had asthma, and she wouldn't even go by smoke. She says, if I saw smoke on construction sites on the street, I'll bust a U-turn. I don't deal with smoke. I can't even light incense in my house. I can't deal with smoke like that. But she noticed one time as she was walking down the street after the session that somebody was smoking and she didn't feel any type of way and she sped up behind the person and see and she couldn't, she didn't feel no type of way. She lit incense in the house and it was real smoky. She didn't feel no type of way. She ended up going to Sedona, not with us, but she ended up going on vacation to Sedona and purposely went inside of the place that was grilling it up in the parking lot where it was real smoky, and she did not have a reaction. Why? Because your conscious mind saw the subconscious mind, in this case where the automatic program was running, 
okay, asthma, smoking from a past life, and the soul has memory, and it brings that memory into this lifetime. Now, if you don't believe into this kind of stuff, hey, you don't believe it, but I'm saying it's already documented. Dr. Brian Weiss is an excellent documentation, and you know good and well scientists can't even tell you. They tell you that you're only using 5% of your brain at best, and you're only using about 5% of your DNA. You got to understand that you are immortal, all right? You are immortal. So I know everybody here that's listening, you understand that you are immortal, okay? So let's move into brain number two. Now, this is the thing. The asthma can come back or the problems can come back depending because, remember, the cell has receptors. You can get rid of it, but if you go back to a certain lifestyle or a certain attitude or a certain perception, a certain thing, uh, it can start to trigger it, and, and, and because the cells have memory, it's easy for the cells to go go back and get it. And me and the prime minister was talking about this. I'm giving, I'm giving it up a little bit, but that's okay. Um, we're talking about a process that happens. A person, a person, um, person A, right, asks person B, "Did you take a message for me?" Person B gets upset and starts to feel some type of way because about six months prior, person B messed up a message. Now, person B is not mad at person A for asking a question. Person B is still living in the six-month prior experience. So what happened is this triggered a memory, okay? It's something in the brain called the hippocampus, which which stores long-term memory. The, hip, the memory comes back, and then the hippocampus says, okay, listen, I now need to send this memory over here to the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus in the body is responsible for creating chemicals, okay? One of the glands that's responsible for creating chemicals. It is a chemical, uh, it's a, basically the hypothalamus is like the chemical thermostat for the body. The hypothalamus says, listen, anything that you physically do, I'm going to create a chemical experience for it. In other words, I'm going to create a chemical record for your physical experience. So then the hypothalamus says, okay, I'm going to send this information to the pituitary gland, which is known as the master gland. The pituitary gland also cooks up its own batch of chemicals, and then it says, okay, you feeling stressed because you remember that six months ago when you messed that message up, and now you feel like you insecure, and now you angry. I'm going to release these chemicals into the blood, and these are called neurotransmitters or, in a sense, peptides, neuropeptides, okay, which are just chemical messages, all right? So that's being dumped in the blood. And then these cells on particular organs in your body have these receptors that's waiting for the, for the chemical to come through the blood and say, hey, over here, you can come in over here. Come in through my kidneys. Okay, we talked about this, all right? So in this particular case, that's how it actually works, literally, physically. That's what's going on inside of the mind. So take, take those notes down, all right, and do the research and you'll see. So let's move on into brain number two, which is also called the midbrain. Um, it's about the size of a lemon, okay? Um, it is the storehouse of our emotions. 
this brain is where our feelings are, and this part of the brain, as I said, houses the memory, especially our emotional memories or our emotional experience. This is also called the limbic brain, L-I-M-B-I-C, the limbic brain, okay? So you got to know that. This is where your emotions are in brain number two, okay? This is where you had your emotional responses, and you wasn't thinking, and you was just, oh, I was so emotional. You were coming from this brain, all right? It's the second one to evolve, all right? Now, brain number three, Neo, the new kid on the block, the neocortex. This is your super brain. This is where you are aware of yourself. This is your God consciousness. This is where you have the ability to measure your actions to consequences, all right? It is your conscious self. It is you that knows that you are you, okay? Now, and it's just really that simple, in the sense of basic function, all right? Now, your brain and when in a situation or an event, because remember last week we talked about it is always the event that occurs. You have to invoke metacognition. What is that? The ability to observe yourself and decide, uh-oh, that's Neo, your front brain, the frontal lobes, and right there and right behind your forehead, that part. Your ability to decide from which you're going to do. In other words, how you're going to respond from the situation. What's really happening is a situation occurs, you process it, and your emotional brain or your limbic brain, the midbrain is saying, oh, snap, okay, I'm about to spaz out on you. I got an emotional um, uh, experience with this kind of situation. I'm about to let you have it, you no good mother effer. You're about to go in. What you have to do with the neocortex is say no. So there's a free MP3 that we got on globalheartrhythm.org under on the storefront, and it's free. And it's a stress reduction technique called stop, drop, and roll. And this is what you do. In the case of a stressful event, that situation, stop. See the issue in your hands. Remember that song? He got the whole world in his hands. Okay, you got the situation in your hands. Drop it. Let it go. Let it crash to the floor. And immediately think of a past or future experience that has or will make you very happy. And I want you to roll inside of that happiness. If it is a person, hold hands with that person, and y'all can just roll together in a circle. Generate a feeling of happiness. Most importantly, it makes you happy. It makes you feel happy. You have to feel happy because you have to reprogram brain number two, the emotional response center, the chemical response center, stopping it from producing stress-like chemicals, the drama. We have to give it a command by doing happiness, and you immediately halt the production of the unhappy chemicals, and we're going to talk about those next week. 
Uh, we won't get into the names of these things. And you stop it from creating that particular nasty experience. And you want to hold that feeling as long as you can. And you also can focus, bring that feeling, the visualization, that experience of happiness, bring it down to the area of your heart and smile down at your heart while seeing that experience of happiness and joy. And like I just said, immediately the brain can't even, that portion of the brain will not be able to produce, because the brain can't produce happiness and sadness at the same time. It can't do it. It has to take it has to take one of the commands. So you're gonna produce happiness in a moment, in the event. So you you start to change the swing of your own pendulum. You start to change your law of attraction. Okay? Very important. This is how you start to reverse the process. This is how we start to remove the cell receptors. We create a new experience, a new reaction, right? Because if we're busy creating a new experience, guess what? That means our brains are busy creating new thoughts, which technically means inside of the brain, the brain is now busy creating new neural connections or what we call new neural pathways. And since we are in the new the old is not being activated. So over time, they go dormant, they start to decay, they fall off because of lack of use. See, it's all about the decision that you make in the course of an event. Remember, the brain is going to automatically do one thing, ladies and gentlemen, automatically. And that is, is going to store the experience as a memory. It's going to store the experience as a memory. It's going to create a chemical record of the experience so it could best help you protect you and keep you alive in the event if you were to have a similar or the exact same experience again. It automatically is going to do that. We are here to learn. Why else do you have a brain? You are here to learn. You're here to make the right decision. But we have to understand that we are the neocortex in the matrix in the decision. What did she tell? What did the oracle tell Neo? Because you didn't come here to make the choice. You've already made it. You're here to try to understand why you made it. I thought you'd have figured that out by now. You understand? You didn't come here to make the choice. The choice is already made. You are here to understand why you made the choice. That is the science. It's already a done deal. You're already going to make a decision regardless to what the situation is. You got to choose. You have no choice. Even if you say I'm not participating, that's a choice. 
But the brain is going to remember that experience because it has to have a record for it to keep you alive. So the choice is already made. We have we are here to simply understand why we made the choice. Okay? So where we at on time? Good time and eight minutes left. Remember, in the movie The Secret. That's this week's homework. This week's homework, I want y'all to go watch The Secret, go to Netflix. I don't care if you've seen it. Watch it until you memorize it word for word. But this week's homework is The Secret. It may be Dr. Brian White's book for you as well. But in the movie The Secret, they took Olympic athletes and they hooked them up to biodata feedback software with NASA. And the software showed how when the athlete envisioned, thought about physically moving, the muscles on their bodies were actually stimulated as if they were physically moving. How is that? So the thought, and we know this, this is real simple. The thought precedes the physical action, meaning, oh, I'm about to wake up. I'm going to wake up. Okay, I'm about to go brush my teeth and get dressed and go to work today. The thought always precedes the physical action, always. Another study was done where they had... um, a group who were playing the piano, physically playing, and people was listening to it, and this was regularly listened to it. Another group envisioned that they was playing the piano while the physical group was playing the piano, and another group just stayed home and didn't play anything, right? Well, the group who thought about playing the piano as if they were playing it, the same portions of their brain lit up as the physical players who actually physically played the piano. Okay? So what you think, what you think, how you think it, is very, very, very important. It is absolutely the most precious thing that you have is your mind. I remember Minister Jew said something to me that stuck, that hit my soul. He said, the only evil in the world is when somebody takes away your free will. I said, Jesus Christ, wow. The only evil is when somebody takes away your ability to choose. So I want to take a couple calls. I got a couple minutes. Um, You know, I don't really have long, but... Press 1 if you have a question, comment, or concern. Um, We're coming up on the hour mark. Our website is theneuronnetwork.com. I want you all to go over there and visit. The Mystic Brain course is coming soon. It will be out um, within next month. It's going to be phenomenal. If you just signed on, you don't know what it is, you're going to have a workbook that is dealing with the basic anatomy of your brain. And when you finish that workbook, it's going to be about six to eight weeks long. When you finish the workbook, you will have three free online interactive sessions 
with some technology that was designed by neurologists, brain doctors, to help enhance every single function of your brain. We're going to give you three free online sessions with this particular course. All right, so you can see how it operates. For those of you who are interested in going straight to the online interactive aspect, that's at the neuronnetwork.com up under the membership tab, and you can read up on it. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. It helps you process information much faster. It is about becoming smarter. It is about be creating new neural pathways in your brain and breaking away from the old things that limit you. The only thing that stops you is you, your own thoughts. That is it. All right? Next week, we are going to name the unhappy chemicals. Oh, yeah. We're going to name them. So I want you to bring that pen and pad for love potion number three. Week after that, we're going to get into the happy ones, and then we're going to start to branch off into that wonderful conversation of love getting into how love affects the brain, getting into how touch affects what portion of the brain, what part of the brain is illuminated by that smell, what part of the brain is illuminated by that tongue. All right, we're going to get a little bit into this whole thing and how it really, really operates, all right? So if you got a question, press 1. If you're in the ATL area, Atlanta, remember October the 16th through the 18th, we're in Atlanta doing the tour of the Federal Reserve Bank because we want to manifest, we're going to manifest billions of dollars and increase our our financial um, net worth, all right? And whatever that is for you, that is for you, but, but everybody can use it. Why not? and come and experience and see money, see the process of how it actually works, how it gets printed, see your goals, see it as yours, travel to a mansion, see it as yours, acclimate your senses and physical wealth. Let's just not talk about it. Let's just not visualize it. Let's actually go physically be a part of it as the experience to help collapse that future reality of yours much faster. We're doing this October the 16th, through 18th, we're starting on a Thursday in Atlanta, Georgia. That information is on myastrologycoach.com under the events tab, all right? And also right back up tomorrow, if you want a free consultation, we are here at um, 2 p.m. East Coast time. If you want a free consultation, we'll help you out with that, all right? So we do got a caller, um, caller from the 203-968. You're on the air. Greetings, Shampoo. How are you? Hey, I'm well. How about yourself? All right. This is Dakita. I'm calling from Connecticut. My question oh, tonight... Oh, Dakita. What's happening? Uh, chilling, chilling. Um, a great presentation. It got my, um, my brain thinking. So Thank my you. question is... Um, when the person or individual is constantly stressed by the arguments or even the fighting, or when it's escalated to the fight, um, and they are locked into that post-traumatic where they keep on going through it, going through, going through, which part of that brain that taps into the life force energy? What what part of the brain is tapping into the life force energy? Mm Mm-hmm. Because if the body is being weakened, by this constant negative um, external impact, all right, and 
it taking mm-hmm. the body? Well, you said it would take six hours if it's just that one day, or um, 24 hours if it goes on for two days. Like, I'm thinking about people at, at war right now, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And, and they need themselves. Like, which part of that uh, are they going to tap into their life force energy in order to sustain themselves to go through that um, experience? Because I know some, some some of us are built for war, so maybe it won't even take a toll. But what happened to those that are not built for that? That's that's a very good analysis and question. Um, what what's happening is all 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 of them are being connected because you're consciously making a decision to engage one. So that's Neo in the front, um, <laughs> and the emotional response and chemical response. It says I'm not built for that. This is a stressed out mechanism. Goes into brain number two. And the mere fact that you did it so much, so much, so much, so much, so much, and it becomes a custom, it's an automatic routine in brain number three. So all of them are running simultaneously at this particular point. But as you very well pointed out, if the perception, and this is the thing, some people have probably found, um, they have found peace inside of stress. Mm-hmm. And that is very weird and that is very dangerous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They have mm-hmm. actually found peace inside of stress, so the laws don't necessarily uh, it don't apply to them in that particular case because they have reversed the process and have become, to a degree, they have become a predator. Uh, but as far as tapping into the life force, I see it as in the sense that it's, it's going to, because the body can't stay in fight mode all the time. It can't. Right. You can probably fight for a very long time, um, but eventually the decay will start to kick in. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say it's going to affect all three of them for the person that's not built for that. Okay. So um, so being that they're not built for it, they will be a, they will consciously suck their life force, I mean their life force out of themselves. Absolutely. They will consciously, okay. um, yeah, they will, deplete, they will deplete themselves. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Apple. Absolutely. Yeah, you're very oh. welcome. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, so when, uh, okay, so next week, because I'm going to come back with the same, we're gonna, I'm going to continue to observe this. So right. um, next week when you said that we're going to go into what causes the imbalance, and if someone wants to come out of that, um, that stressor, the post-traumatic stress, and move from having the repeated occurrences or flashback or instantaneous um and in being in the moment, you know, mm-hmm. will they be how um with what what will be identified, would they be able to take themselves out and rejuvenate that life force? Yeah, they can of, take out right now. Right. That's why I gave the the technique uh the stop, drop and roll free M P three. You can stop it mm-hmm. now. That's what I talked about okay. a little bit earlier. It is is it's freeze. Stop. Don't do anything. Don't participate. And then immediately, in fact, think the reverse. Think happiness. Think think of something that generates joy. You see what I'm saying? And 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 then that will immediately stop the chemical production from taking place, the negative chemical production from taking place. And then you start to start to secrete actually happy feelings in a stressful situation. The body is like, okay, this is weird, but whatever. Your wish is my command. And then it starts to take that. And then next thing you know, you didn't reprogram your cells because now you got happy feelings all the time. So now your experiences that you should be drawn to you should be nothing more than happy experiences. 
Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. Yeah, peace. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> yeah, if uh, anybody else, you can press one. And that reminds me of something. Uh, something I read in the placebo effect uh, of you can think yourself to death, too, where um, there was literally a case where a guy was, was told that he had um, hair cancer. And, and and he thought he had a certain amount of time to live. And uh, the truth of the matter is he stressed out about it so much um, that he actually died. He actually physically died, and he didn't die of that which he that what he originally had. All right? So there's a, it's, it's actually called, and I said it last week, it's called the nocebo effect. Nocebo effect is when you, um, in the case of my father, for an example, when he was saying that, well, diabetes run in the family, and my mama died of diabetes, and, and the doctor said that the firstborn boy is likely to get diabetes, and he's the firstborn boy, and therefore, you know, I'm going to get diabetes because it's hereditary. That is, and see, that's the old model, or the, the old health model, where everything in your life is predetermined by genetics, and that's not true. That's not true. You know that. I mean, you probably don't even do the same thing you do, and you know, what your mama do or your daddy do. Or, you know what I mean? Like, to- totally different careers, and just, t- just totally different. It's not true. All right, you're not hardwired by DNA. And again, last week we touched on the uh, on the new science of that called epigenetics, simply defined as beyond your genetics, where whatever you want to think about in this lifetime, whatever you want to do in this lifetime, you have the ability to do it. Therefore, DNA does not confine and constrict your reality. DNA is waiting for you to unravel it and waiting for you to program. That's why a majority of it is not used because we haven't programmed it. Okay? You have to program DNA. All right, DNA DNA is 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 the evolution of consciousness. And let me be clear about that. There is something inside of the intelligent stream of life, right? Inside the intelligent stream of life that wants to evolve, whether it's from one single cell, a mother cell that's going to split into daughter cells, whether it's whatever it is, that, 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 that sperm to the egg going into its stages of development, there is a process of evolution that takes place. It's DNA or consciousness is trying to go somewhere and have a certain experience, okay? So DNA 
will say that man, you know, I got I got a short neck, but I see this tree up here and I keep on reaching for it. I like this giraffe analogy that I heard Brother Polite say years ago. I keep reaching reaching for this reaching for this tree. So DNA says, okay, well the next generation is gonna be born with a longer neck because you kept on reaching for a tree. So DNA is really studying you. And the things that you want, the thoughts that you have is storing that. That's why it is really, really important to um, be careful of what you think and entangle yourself with thought-wise and what you store as a want or, or incomplete. When you have an incomplete assignment that you store, that you so desperately want, that you know you want to finish, but you didn't for whatever reason, DNA classifies that, it holds it, it stores it. And I don't care how many lifetimes it'll come back in because it's something that you wanted to do. The DNA has to have this experience. So when you turn it off and you are really done with it, we got to really know how to turn things off and no longer be entangled with that concept, with that idea, or with that person as well, okay? So we got to be um, um, we got to be very, 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 very clear with that, all right? And I don't know if some of y'all have pressed one, but I think my Internet connection went out. Give me one second. Okay, now I'm back with you. I just had to fix something because the signal says out here. So that's pretty much it, man. That's really, 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 really it. I'm going to try to get this switchboard back up and rolling because it's telling me I don't have no signal right now. Um, so I don't know. I'm not in real time on this switchboard. So bear with me. I know y'all probably can hear me on the audio side. There we go. And let me just refresh this studio tab. Real fast. All right, so I'm at the end. I'm looking like I'm having some some web problems. So I will get with y'all on the next go round um, next week. Unhappy chemicals. We're gonna talk about it. The names of them. So bring your bring bring your pen and your pad. Spread the word. Share with a friend. And um, let's just you know again step into the realm of what we call metacognition. Observe yourself from this point forward. Observe yourself. Watch your thoughts. Watch your reaction. And in the moment of the event, because you will create the event unknowingly to yourself, in the moment of the event, I beg of you to be aware and to have a different response. All right? Have a different response, family. So with that, I will see you all next week. Peace.